<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Hello, caviar dreamers. So excited. We have on Jill Zarin today. We do. We're at another Wednesday and another wonderful woman on our podcast. Yes, we have a woman entrepreneur, but she's also, you know, in my sisterhood of housewives. She is. She's one of the OGs. The OGs of the Real Housewives of New York. And what I love about her is her and I have um, very similar voices. You do. Very, very, listen. For lack of a better word, we're very New York Jewish voices. Yes, men. Are East Coast. And yes, she could. I could be Myrna Rosenblatt, and she could be Sophie Weinstein. <laughs> and that's what it is. People could recognize us coming in a room without even looking at us. It's just our voices. It's true. You have very iconic, recognizable voices, and you have a very similar hustle factor. You are both animals when it comes to hustle. Keep going, keep pivoting, keep moving. And I think that this is going to be a really interesting interview. Yes. Today. And she's come up, she's overcome tragedy. She's lost her, her soulmate, her Bobby Zarin. She was yeah. involved with Zarin Fabrics. I want to know what she did before Zarin Fabrics. She's pivoted into mass. She's amazing licensing deals, which the Monge has licensing deals. So we have that in common. So I'm super excited to talk to Jill today. Yep. Let's get into it. Let's just get Jill on the phone. Yeah. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. I just want to say, listen, you're an entrepreneur. You're always working, hustling. You don't have to work and hustle, Jill Zarin. But that's what I love. But you have the hustle spirit. So it's amazing. I'm like you. Exactly. So I'm going to talk about you before Housewives, during Housewives, and after Housewives. Got it. So Zarin Fabrics, that was with Bobby Zarin. But you really made that really big. When you met him, tell me me what you did prior to, to that. I started out, I majored in retail management at Simmons College. That's where mm-hmm. I started in Boston. I li- I'm from New York, but I went to school there. From there, I became a buyer at Filene's, which was an upscale. I know Filene's. I know Filene's. Back in the day. Not the basement, the upstairs. It was better. Yes. Then I left there and I moved to New York and I went into the sales side of business, where the money is. And I yes. went into selling dress shirts and menswear, I, because I got stuck in menswear as a buyer. I stayed that my whole career. 
So I was in men's dress shirts. And, um, and by the way, I used to sell out of Clark, New Jersey. Exit 135. Oh, yes, I know 135. I had relatives that lived in Clark, yes. I remember they had a merchandise mart there for a long time, men's. And I used to work, my office was there. Is that funny? I reversed commute. Nobody so crazy. And then I got into men's, and then I got into socks. And I worked for E.G. Smith, which was a big fashion store. I knew E.G. Smith. I knew E.G. Smith, for sure. And he was crazy. And then I went to work for a, a bigger company called Royce Hosiery. And then I went to work for the big one, Goldtoe. And I was president of um, Jockey and Nautica Men's and Ladies Socks. Yeah, it's important people know this about you. Because I think people just, because you did get famous, but you're a real entrepreneur, a real smarty. Yes, which I was I love to work. Yes. Um, I find it very rewarding and satisfying when I get an order. You know, I'm a seller. It's yes. satisfying. Uh, so then I met Bobby, I married Bobby, and Bobby had a very successful Lower East Side family business called Zarin Fabrics. Only if you were a New Yorker, or really, you know, tourists knew it and out-of-towners, but the true New Yorkers knew Zarin Fabrics. Mm -hmm. That's where you bought you everything to discounted in the 1970s and 80s, when there was no, where there were blue laws and no, nothing was open on Sunday, just Orchard Street, and that's where everybody shopped at Orchard Street. Mm -hmm. When he met me and I got famous, we decided to put Zarin Fabrics on the show, and really, had I been a true entrepreneur and had the time to do it, and the desire, I could have blown it up because I could have tried to license and open up multiple stores, and mm -hmm. but we didn't have the infrastructure or the right people in the company. We just didn't, and it was just too hard to change them. These people had been working there for 50 years, there was no way. I mean, just getting people on the books back then was a big deal. You know, they were used to getting paid in cash. Now they had to be paid with taxes taken out. I know. Um, Great. I know. You know, credit cards. What, what's a credit card? You yes. Know? Um, cash, no tax. All those things gone. And that took, it was very difficult to transition. So that was about all Bobby could handle in those years. Um, but I did make it famous. And it was, you know, it was a great time in our lives together. And now his son took over the company. It's still there. They're still doing the same thing. And I hope he's thriving. I'm not as in contact with my stepchildren as I would like to be. Uh, uh, join the club. Join the club. Two of my stepchildren. I know. I know what goes on. Yes. But you're still, but your husband's alive. These are your stepchildren from your alive husband, right? These, it's really because Bobby died and, you know. It's just what happened. Things happen. But one of his children, I'm still very close to. Me so too. Me too. Very and we have a son together. We have a son together who I don't talk about on the show. Okay. That's a, that makes a big difference. Yes. Um, so, well, Allie, Allie, I definitely talk about on the show. And she's, yes, she's a big part of it. Of it. Yes. Uh, so, so that's what I did. And then I got on the show and I started doing licensing. I, you know, Bethany was doing it and I was doing my own thing. And I'm very familiar with licensing. And that was so smart. That was a yeah. big way to pivot. Now, did you start licensing when you were on the show or after you left? No, on the show. I did Squeeze Couture. Oh, I remember you did Squeeze Couture, yes. Very successful. And I did jewelry, Jill Zarin jewelry. I think that uh, was yes. after. You, did you do that on QVC? Um, the, I did Shaper on, Q, on HSN. HSN, yes. The jewelry was in Macy's, Bonton, Lord & Taylor, all the big department stores. Um, and so was, so was Squeeze Couture, but Spanx you know, Spanx, which is the big elephant in the room, they had yes. a, they wouldn't sell for a long time. The department stores uh, like Macy's, the upscale line, the Spanx, only assets, and they didn't, and Macy's didn't want it. They wanted Spanx. Spanx. So I had an opportunity to be in there. As soon as they opened up the door to Macy's to buy Spanx, we were all out. I was yes. out. Yeah. We were all out. Mm -hmm. it's okay. You know, things have a lifespan. 
Um, and then I got into, I wrote a book, Secrets of a Jewish Mother. That was- Which I love the name, yes. Thank you. And um, what else did I do? I did jewelry. Oh, bedding. I had a bedding line at Bed Bath & Beyond for a couple of years. Uh, and that was exclusive to them. I'm trying to think what else I did. I mean, it's a lot for- You, know, you a did a lot of licensing. I know the feeling. I but feel like then, I've been in so many categories. After the sh- I know, and I love your luggage, by the way. I still use my Poochie. Thank you. I won't say Poochie, my Margarucci. Mar- um, oh, good. <laughs> You like that, Margarucci? Margarucci, I like, I like that. I know, and my poor luggage license with all this COVID, oh, the tariffs and everything, couldn't bring in any more luggage. Get it. And with if you COVID get, killed, I mean, sell it to. I know, yeah. COVID killed licensing. Well, a little bit, not the home section, not the home section, home but travel, driving. travel's in this. Travel's finished. Travel's finished for now. Well, mm-hmm. airplane travel, but local travel, road trips. Road trip road travel trips. is good. Yeah, I know, but in general, apparel's not doing well. Apparel's not doing well. I know. Travels. So then I got lucky. Well, so about four years ago, after I was on the show, I made a relationship with a rug company, and we did a deal, and it's been the best thing I ever did. It's online, Jill's Aaron rug. I love it. I love the, the rugs. rugs. Amazing. You have them, right? Don't you have? Some? I have the rugs, and by the way, I'm going to be honest. My mother stole one, and, and I'm going to photograph it for you. It looks beautiful you know, in her new apartment. It does. She lives next door to me, and it looks beautiful. I don't. You don't have to send me a photograph. I just want to enjoy it. But order more if you need house or anything you need for your house. How's yes, it? totally getting it because we're Happy. we're renovating. You could. I'm all about color, and it's just we're halfway through. I love that wallpaper. I'm thinking. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I have that in green. It's, I like yeah, it's, it's Tebow. Yeah, we we're doing this whole renovation, but. The rugs are what's so impressive, and I'm so happy people are doing home, and I know the Jill Zarin rugs are doing great, but like, how, how on hand are you? Do you go to the trade shows? Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm probably the most annoying, no, not annoying, involved licensee you've ever met. I go to every, Gary Quiet, I go to every single trade show. I go to High Point twice a year. I go to Vegas twice a year. I'm not there now for COVID reasons, but they're there covering my line. Somebody's there representing. I just came back on my way up to New York. We did a photo shoot when I stopped off in South Carolina. That's it's important. I have, I have my shag line coming out in a month. Oh, we love, love a shag rug. No one loves a shag more than me. Uh, uh, for that room you're in right now, you need my shag rug. I can no, see and in my other, yes. like my guest rooms, because I'm very 1970s. And we love a good chair. I'm so happy. You're going to love it. And I didn't do super long, because super long is hard to clean. The vacuum clean is great. I, I did a medium long, and I did it in space dyed yarn, so it's not solid. It has a little bit of fleck, so it's got more dimensional. You're going to love it. I so love it. I'm extremely involved, to the point that I named them. Like the colors, I wanted them to match the spices in my kitchen, because I'm all about cooking. So everything has a reason for being. Um, and then I just got a, I, I'm doing a clock license. To Good. Clock, and those are coming out in the next week or so. And I'm going to show them on my website, but they're going to be available at Ross stores. So okay, good, good, good for you. Well, you know, people don't realize, and I always have this issue. Do people not always understand what licensing is? I always have, so, don't you want to say in the general public, like I have always a hard time explaining to people licensing. They're like, Marge, your company, da-da, your craftsman in China. Explain to everybody what licensing is. How do you, I always explain it nicely also. And I love that you and I are both in licensing. Yes. Because we don't make our own products. We no. get paid on royalty. That's what I was going to say. Both. You do both. The, the, well, I do both. With yeah. masks, I don't license. That's mine. No, 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 no. You make those, which I so love. I literally make with my hands. With my hands that are usually black from dye. I just happen to be in New York and not dying today. Um, the licensing is when the other company owns the inventory. 
That's really what the difference is. It is. So they, they put up the money. They make the merchandise. They style the merchandise. You have to approve it as a licensee. Nothing can be sold without your approval. And you get a commission, if you want to call it that. You get a licensing fee. You get a royalty fee. They call it royalty and licensing. But for people to understand that it, it's a commission. So every time I sell a rug, I might get 50 cents or a dollar or something like that, whatever that royalty fee is. And that's what licensing is. And it's a limited period of time. You have a contract. It could be two years. It could be five years. There could be automatic renewals based on certain sales goals. And you get a minimum guarantee. Right. Because, you know, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been a licensor and a licensee. And as a licensor, you want to have a contract with someone like you where that if it's successful and does certain numbers that I automatically get to do it again. Because how unfair would it be? I spend all this time and money and I build up Margaret's name and then Margaret gets a better deal from somebody else and leaves me when her contract's up. It's true. Well, I built you up into a hundred million dollar company. So, you know, there's both sides of the coin. Um, but in a good licensing relationship, it's, it could be very profitable for both. Parties. I agree. Yeah. Now, and have you ever been fucked over in business? Because I've been screwed over with some of my oh, licensees. Especially I've had licensees. amazing licensees. I mean, and horrible licensees. Yes. Squeeze Couture was the worst licensing experience because they just didn't understand. I was, I unfortunately have been the first of many of these companies' licenses. First, is, so they don't really know. I've had that. I've had that. Yeah, join the club, uh, Jill. I feel like we, we very similar stories. And I can't, it's hard to train them, and these people are very. It's better for us to be with companies that are big and have cash flow and understanding. I was with a small company, and I thought that was good that I would be a big. Big, big fish in their small pond. Yes, I agree. They so nickel and dime with me and tortured me over everything that it was very unpleasant. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I stopped working with them. It wasn't I agree. Them. And don't you feel sometimes, and I say us being strong women, I think people give us a hard time, like, because I'm sure you deal with a lot of men in business. Yes. And I sometimes, you, you know. better with the men than the women. I get along better with the men, but sometimes I think, they don't take us as seriously as they should. Mm -hmm. Agree. That's why sometimes I have to get Gary involved. I know, which is unfortunate. There were times, and I have real estate as well. So that's a whole nother business that people don't know about me, especially because Bobby passed away. I am a large commercial real estate owner now. Well, that's great. Properties. Well, it's great. and It's not great. What happens when they move out? What happens when you don't have another tenant and you only have one? I know. And all during COVID, so people, aren't, people aren't paying their rent. Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with now. Um, but so sometimes with banks and things like that, I literally, and I said, my sister's a lawyer and a judge. And I actually said to my sister, she's been negotiating some of my things. I said, you know what, Lisa, I think we got to get a man for this. Could you imagine I said that to my sister? Uh, like, isn't that oh, upsetting? So like even like, nowadays. I was on a conference call with men from a bank and uh, some other lawyers or whatever. And I didn't like the way they were talking to my sister. I thought they were being very condescending to her, even though she's a judge. And I said to her afterwards, because we only want a good result. We're not about who cares what. Did you know what? I think we need somebody, a man. I think we have to get a male uh, lawyer on this. I know, she which is, I know, it, it is awful. And I've had that, that experience also. Okay, so let's talk about that pivot. Because yes. now COVID hits. Jill's okay. like some of the commercial real estate people aren't paying. I mean, listen, it's not like anybody, you're still doing amazing and everything else, but you're like, I oh, should come no. up with this. I have issues. I've got problems with my commercial real estate. I have tenants. Um, who are now paying, but I had companies like Staples and as tenants and, and Bed Bath Beyond, 
they were having problems and they put their problems on on the landlords not just me obviously around the country yes made everyone's problems and the bank's problems and we have to negotiate out terms of if you're not going to pay rent for the next three months are you going to pay it are you going to pay it later are you going to pay it over time? i know and all these things have to be negotiated um and who knows what's going to happen this winter it's and true when they move out, I mean, if all these retail stores are going uh, bankrupt, uh, uh, men's warehouses closing um, hundreds of doors. And, and Lord and Taylor closed. Lord and Taylor closed. Who's going to pick up all that space? I mean, Amazon will pick up some of it, but not all of it. It's true. Um, my, my husband owns regular apartments, and we don't talk about that a lot, but our rent was down 30 40%. Right. But People uh, couldn't pay and everything else. And we were just like, holy shit. Because it's just- Are they going to pay you, you think, back? Or you think you're just going to be- No, like he's going to add it back into the rent. But they have no- Where, where are they going? You know I, what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, we hope. But I was just like, this is insanity. It was just everything all at once. And of course, my business also in licensing. All everything all at once. On the bright side, my rug business went through the roof. I got yeah, very lucky. People are home. home. And, and you know what? Your rugs, which I love, are priced right. It's high style. It's like a luxury for less. It's high style at the right price it point. It is. We started $59, and I think my outdoors started $29. Um, the outdoor rugs, we had just launched this year. And we in rugs, you buy two years' worth of inventory up front. I mean, it's not a rule or a law, but that's how they run their business, my license. Um, so they would buy two years worth of merchandise and keep it. They have a million and a half square feet in South Carolina and they would keep it there. Um, and other, other of their brands did not make it before COVID. They were either on the water or they just didn't get in, but mine did. Thank God. So not only, you know, were people shopping for, there were less to pick from and they had mine and people loved the designs. I mean, I had, I have animal prints. I have all kinds yeah, of stuff. I love, I you have the I geometrics the are great. The abstract yellow. ones are great. Yellow. I have yellow. I have no, colors. we love the yellow. We love the yellow. See, next year I'm working on it already. I'm doing pastels. I want to do Good. really fun. Because for a hundred bucks, who cares? So throw it out at the end of the summer. Seriously. Yeah. You know, if you have a patio and you, you're entertaining, you can afford a hundred dollar rug to do every year. You should have a new one. Oh, um, I agree. They're great. Well, in any case, I, I'm working on that. So, so that did very well, my rugs, when COVID hit. But we were in Florida, and Allison lost her job. Her company filed bankruptcy. It had nothing to do with COVID. It just happened all at the same time. And just we started doing charity work because that's kind of what I do in my spare time. I'm always doing charity. And Allison and I started donating and raising money for something called Nauseous for Nurses. We made it up. It's our own. And we raised $60,000. And Allison- Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. For four months. And she still does it once in a while. But for four months, four or five times a day, she was on the phone with a restaurant, a hospital administrator, orchestrating, having the food dropped off outside so that somebody could come and pick it up. And we would feed an entire floor, an entire department, and in some cases, an entire small hospital. Um, and it was the most gratifying thing you can imagine because these people were just literally like firefighters walking into a fire. They didn't know if the flame was going to hit them and they were going to die. And, uh, and it's invisible, which makes it even harder for them because they can't see the enemy. You know, these it's are the true. Fires, you and know you know what? That's so important, especially, you know, to give back at all, at all times. And I love that you do that. I want to talk about the mask because the truth is I love them and they go with all my outfits and they're so my vibing. You sent me so Thank many you, and I want Margaret. everyone to and I know a lot of people listen more than watch the podcast, but they're so fabulous. So now what, what got in your head? I mean, that you're like doing this with your own little nice manicured hands is absolutely crazy. So I give you oh, so much credit. I'm manicured very quickly. Allie, you want to come in and talk with me? My daughter's yes, here so she can come sit and join. She's working next to me talking. Hi, to Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Allie. So tell me like what made you, because they're so soft. They're so great. I was wearing it this weekend. Someone stopped shape. me. I said, the it's the shape is, is very great. 
and they fit with glasses. Oh, we're doing jewelry now, Margaret, mass jewelry. We're okay, good. I think that's, great. oh, that's great. Cause I love that it has love. the shelf. You know, everything you do is great style. So I love that. Thanks. That's cause oh, I've seen a lot those. of mass jewelry yeah. and I don't love it. It's very cheesy, but yours is beautiful. My best friend's doing it by hand, which is why it's so special. Cause we both lost our jobs due to COVID. <laughs> so we wanted to, you oh, know. I just got this quote in my hair. Side hustle. Nice. That's what I'm yeah, um, and then I have this like bone. Oh, I, I love, love the bone. bone. Very oh, lightweight, which goes I with love the, the bone, Jill. And then this like metal. I don't know if you can love. see, but I have metal. So we're really having fun um, designing the mass jewelry and that's going to be very affordable and that'll be up on the website soon because what I'm finding myself and I have masks everywhere, I'm always forgetting it. Me Even too, I know. I'm going I keep in all yours in my purse. I keep it all in my purse. I just whip out a different one, whatever I'm wearing that day. If I want around your neck, you're done. Seriously. They're fabulous. They're and you fabulous. turn it around and put the mask in the back, like, a, you know, behind your neck, under your hair, and just wear the necklace. But you know They're you great. have it. You know you have it. You don't have to. But tell me, I mean, it's just like to keep them in stock. Now, where are you, you're making these all in the U.S. So who's like, you're, you're having them sewed local? What happened? No, no, no they bought, we, we buy them overseas as, as white. They come to us white. Okay. And we tie dye them and make them our own. And now we're actually um, designing our own like three plies that they're sewing in our label, Jill and Alec, because those are exclusively ours. We're making them. Yes. Because the world is starting to go to three ply in a big way. These are two ply and we also sell three ply in black and navy adjustable. Which are my favorite for walking around and running in. Um, but, but yeah. going, we have, and the adjustable are 100% cotton. Yeah, the that's great. These are great because I let my kids wear these too because the kids' masks are disgusting. Hold on. They're disgusting. By the way, they smell disgusting. I can tell you we are washing them ourselves and putting them into special detergent and antibacterial. And our masks are from, you know, being made in the most incredible factory in the world that supplies all the best brands. So we are, you know, completely- Well, I, I just love them. And I love that you could wash them because I get my lipstick on the inside because God forbid I would take my lipstick off. I'm a total <laughs> psycho case. But I am just so, so crazy for it. So I love that you're pumping out these masks. And oh, I mean, you know, it's just so, cr I mean, what I think is so great and I think it's so inspiring to people is that you have so much going on. You're licensing, you have your rugs, you're doing this, and then you're like, why don't I just do masks? Why don't I just add on more? Right? I know, yes. but you know what? I yes. think that's what makes a difference. It's not like anybody needed to run a benefit for Jill Zarin, and I think people don't realize that. Everyone's like, why do it? And I love that you have the entrepreneurial it's spirit, hustle. and it's the hustle factor. Lex. March. Have you noticed my hair is looking thicker? It is looking thicker. What have you been up to? I am using Nutrafol, because I bleach my hair so much. And I'm getting older. I had to start taking vitamins and Nutrafol has really given me thicker, healthier hair. You know, it's funny. You told me about this a few months ago, actually, because you've been using it for a while. And I started it and I've noticed a difference in so many areas of my life, not just in my hair, but it's helping me sleep. My nails are better. My skin is better. I feel much less stressed. And I'm going to be honest, I've said it before. My libido is up. I know you've been saying your libido well, is up. And who would have with? I know with Nutrafol. I mean, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you have that, like I've had that, getting older with all the things I do to my hair. It just drives you absolutely crazy. So Nutrafol is an amazing solution. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. 
I know it's it's so amazing. Nutrafol has really natural ingredients, so it's really great for you. It's physician formulant formulated to be a hundred percent drug free. It's medical grade botanicals and consistently effective doses, so you get reliable results. You can already see results within like three to six months of thicker, stronger, healthier hair. I love that. So I just want to tell everybody about it. Anybody who's listening to us here on Caviar Dreams, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code Caviar. That's C-A-V-I-A-R. And new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. 20% off Nutrafol. I absolutely love that offer. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code caviar. So what, what advice would you give to young, you know, young people or just like to pivot and everything else now? Because people are like, what am I going to do? I want to add on to what you said. I think it's not like we're selling lipstick. Or eyeshadow. Like, this is something that everyone needs for every day. And the fact that we found something that you can breathe and wear. Like, influencers DM me all the time that they want more. Because it's not like we're paying anyone to wear them. Like, even you guys, like, we gave them to them. They are so. Exactly. No. No, I was top to wear them every day. That, like, if we didn't do everything we could to get these to the masses, like, who would we be? Like, we're trying to just basically fill this need that is so incredible right now and doing everything we can to make sure not only, you know, everyone can, can have them, but hospital workers that need them for their ears that can wear them when they don't need they get rashes. Eat. Yeah. These oh, are yeah. so comfortable. They're, they're the cotton and they're so, so listen, they're like a, a high end, nice t-shirt on your face. Yes, That's why I love them. I, I wore it all weekend. Someone said it was like they were getting a hug on their face. Someone just left a review saying that. I got to write a review. Great. Truthfully, I did wear it all weekend. So Jill, what advice would you give people because you have had the hustle factor your whole life. I think, you know, this is funny. After Bobby passed, not that what that wasn't funny, but after Bobby passed, I said, you know what? All I want to do is just play tennis. Leave me alone. I don't want to work anymore. The licensing with rugs is great. And I can do that. I can, I travel four times a year to four different shows and I have that planned in my schedule and I know what to approve and what not to approve. But other than that, I'm good. I've got my real estate. I just want to play tennis. Leave me alone. I'm going to Florida. That's all I want to do. And then COVID hits. You know, and Allison comes down and I have my beautiful daughter and I need her to work, not because she needs to work, although she does need to work. She needs to work for many reasons, social reasons, economic reasons. Um, That's what incentivized me to go back to doing this like as a real career, because I otherwise probably wouldn't have if if she wasn't here. That's the truth, right? Probably not. Yeah, but you always, I mean, I don't think you're you're allowed to be sitting still. No, I'll never be sitting still. I can't sit still. But I mean, that's the irony is that I always get sucked back back into it. Um, And I love it. Believe me, I I do. And I love love teaching. I love all the people who are working for me, helping them and teaching them and watching them grow and promoting them. We have one girl now working for us who's terrific and hopefully she'll be promoted. Um, So, so, okay. So for people who are, being an entrepreneur is something you're born with. You know, either you are or you aren't. And that's really the truth. You know, you can't make- <laughs> All right, I like that yeah. perspective. It takes a certain personality. You can't just wake up, you know, you, you either are or you aren't. Um, do you remember the movie Defending Your Life? Who was, yes, what, who was in Malcolm that? Malcolm Brooks? Yes, yes, yes. I highly recommend everybody watch it because if anything will inspire you to be an entrepreneur, that will. And I'll tell you why, in the sense of, the movie's about going to heaven and the way to get to heaven is by- yes 
fighting your fears. You have to get over fear. And if you don't get over fear, you have to come back to earth again and do it over again. That the lessons you learn on earth are learning how to get past your fear. And I would say that was such an inspirational movie for me and I'll never forget it because that's what I fight within me the most is fear of failure, fear of, fear of failure, fear of putting money in and not getting it back out and losing it all. Fear yes. of, you, you know, socially, social fear. I do it and it doesn't do well. And I have to like now say I started something and it failed. People don't like the product. There's... You know what I mean? So the hardest thing is to fight the fear and you have to be fear, fearless. You have to just go for it and say, fuck it. So I, agree. I agree. I agree. I think a lot what of people happened? don't start something because they're afraid of failure and there's nothing to, afraid. and there's nothing really to be afraid of because watch the movie, because if you watch the movie, you watch I, wa I know the movie very well. Yes. I watched it when I was young. And it was with, um, what, uh, what's her name? Meryl Streep. Was Morgan Meryl Freeman in it too? No. No, but it was Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Well, they I look alike. Meryl Streep and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's part of the movie was you could, when you were there, you got to eat as much as you wanted and you never gained weight. That's what I also loved about the movie. Yes, like yes, that. which was which was so good. Now let's talk. Let's talk. We could do a little gossip. Also. Yes. Okay. So you were the original one, the original housewife. OG. OG on New York, um, with you know Ramona and, and Bethany and and Luann. and Luann and Alex. Was and it Alex? Alex. Alex, Alex and Simon, which is so funny. And listen, you were back this season for a little bit. One scene. That was you know, one scene. One scene. And what, I mean, what do you think? And you made a big statement because people never forget you, Jill Zarin. People are always like, bring Jill Zarin back, bring Jill yeah. Zarin back. Nice. You're so a big nice icon, which is nice. And then if I went back on, they'd be like, what is she doing here? Get her off, get her off. You know? No, I mean, listen, everybody has an opinion on everything, right? It's like so crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, it's so crazy. But did you love your time on there? Or are you just like, it. it was a good I part? It. I loved it. I didn't love season three. I didn't love fighting. I didn't love going, you know, um, not being able to recover from that fight. I didn't love that. But then season four, I loved. And um, I would have done season five, but I had too much anxiety. They weren't telling us if we were coming back. And then I kind of quit because I said, well, if you're not going to tell us we're coming back, then I, then I want to go on vacation with Bobby. And so I quit. And then when they saw that I quit, then they fired me when they decided to do a clean house. So it was kind of like meant to, I, I kind of pushed it myself and they closed the door and that was it. Exactly. Time to go. I know. Now, I mean, you know, and then it's like relationships change. I mean, listen, I get it. I'm on a show too. But now like this year, like you were back, I mean, are you still close with Sonia? Are you still close with these ladies? Like, do you, I'm, I'm gonna you have know, like when you have a history with people. Yeah, I'm having dinner with Luann tonight. Luann I and love I Luann. I'll see you Saturday in the Hamptons um, for um, Labor Day weekend. Sonia, I, I wasn't friends with Sonia before the show. And so I really met her and became friends, but we were never, we were on one season together and we became friends. I love her. <laughs> I just love her. She's I love, like, are you, wait, are you, what about Ramona? You know, Ramona and I just never got along. But you're in the same circle of friends. So you're going to see this 50 yeah. uh, girls. I, don't I know, I know. Girlfriends. You were with the 50, the crew of the 50. Right. No, 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 I'm not one of her 50. No, no you're not. You kind of, you're in the same group. I'm like 52. Yeah. And she is 50, I'm like 52. Okay, that is so hysterical. Yeah, I mean, so hysterical. he doesn't like me. I always tried to be friends with her. She didn't like me. Listen, you're very social. You're very sweet. I mean, sometimes I don't, you know, it's, it's a funny situation with Ramona because it's like, she got mad at me because I said she was rude to waiters and then she was pissed off. And I was like, Ramona, you don't like to take your picture and you are rude to waiters. What do you want me to say? She's the first to tell you she doesn't remember anybody's name. No, I mean, she doesn't. 
And she, she is introduces herself to me all the time. And I sat in at lunch with her one day, and there were only four of us there. And then the next and time, she doesn't know who you are. <laughs> I used to think it was fake. I think it's real. I think, I she think it's real. I mean, she might have to get on the. She, she might have to. She might have to start the ballroom dancing. That's very good for your medi for medication. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, for your memory, or get on medication. <laughs> medication. I can't decide. You know. Um, but, but I like her. I mean, I do. I like Ramona. I like what she brings to the table. I think she's a great housewife. I think the show would never have been the same without a character like her. No, you That's need characters. And I mean, obviously, you know. How do you feel about this year's addition to the cast, Leah? Love her. I love her, yes, too. too. Love her. Breath, breath of fresh air. Brutally honest. Um, uh, she, needs a, she needs a sidekick, though. Mm -hmm. I think she does. You know, I don't feel her fitting in with that group. I think she needs her own little group, and then the groups can meet. So maybe they'll get some. Maybe this year. Yeah. I know. I know. I think New York, you know, I know. I know. And no more Berserk Shears next year. So that'll be devastating. It's to over. Berserk Shears was done. I, mean, I don't that, know. That story. I um, know. That was so my favorite house, though. I think, I think that, I don't know why Dorinda's gone. I'm not sure why. I, I think that I'm devastated. Season due. I think there's a redemption season due for her. I think that all the housewives, all of us, if you're on Everybody. Line, maybe we could do redemption season. You, you know, go come back, Dorinda, everybody well, come I feel back. like I had mine. Season four was a good season for me. People no, for sure. But I feel like you come back in and out and you haven't had like a whole season. Right now. I don't want to though. I can't. Yeah, you're too fucking busy. You're too much being a queen entrepreneur. Don't you don't need this. Now. I could never come back again like this. I just don't want to. It's not you where know. I am in my life. I know. It's it is. But it's, but like, I love, right, it's so much work. People don't realize how hard it is. And then when the show airs, it's even worse because now you have to hear what everybody said about you and you have to live through it again. You know, that's, and you're like, I'm very sensitive. I don't know about you, but I got more sensitive as I got older. And when people say shit about me, it hurts. I don't like it. I don't feel like I'm that sensitive. What no, do you think? I think you are very thick skinned. I have very really, thick really skin. thick skin. I have I really thick skin. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll get there. But I think you've, listen, you've lost, you lost your husband. Yeah. You know, I think that's like a very, people don't realize, I think that is such a tragic thing. And, and you know, now you have a great man in your life, you know, Gary. And, and Have you met Gary? So yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. I met yeah. Gary at Allie's birthday party and I've seen him before and he, and he plays so tennis fun. here in New Jersey near me. Buzz. He's in, Mon where is he, Montana? Montana. Because I live in Englewood. I'm right here what? on my, yeah, so what? we're, yeah. So the same people. We know all the, we know a lot of the same people. So yeah, and he's a great guy. How a you have guy. a very full life. He's not threatened by, you know, my feelings about Bobby. I mean, Bobby's not coming back. We all know that. We talk about him every day. But I talk about him every day. He's part of my life. He'll never not be. Um, and I think it's, I'm even more sensitive now than I was when he died. I think I was still in shock for a couple of years. I think it's really hitting me now again. Of it's course. But um, I feel Dorinda, uh, something else was going on, whether she knows it or not. You know, this anger that she's got. I'm not sure who it was at. Maybe it was at John because he wasn't on the show. But you know what it is also? Maybe, like like she said, with the Richard thing, just like, you know, you say, it's like there's the shock yeah. factor. Yeah. You go, right, in, go right into something else. Not there. You, you occupy your head with other things and you don't really deal with the pain of death. And, and yeah. And unless you've lived it like yourself, like a Dorinda, you know, you don't, I don't think people understand what that is. I don't think that that's Dorinda. I think that that's Dorinda in pain. It's Dorinda. Yes, I agree. And because I've spent so many great days with Dorinda and I love her and we've had so many intimate moments. So that's why I, I just. 
I'm sorry she's giving up and leaving because I think that she should have stayed on to redeem. And I don't mean redeem like she doesn't owe anybody anything, but I think that she's got a path to come through and she hasn't finished. Like she got halfway through and she's at the anger, you know, um, what do they say? Um, death. death has different phases oh, yeah. um, of grief. Sorry, grief. Um, anybody listening will know that if you've lost a parent, a child, anyone, you go through stages of grief, there are books on it. And I think she's going through the stages you know, acceptance and all these different denial. things, denial, acceptance, and she's going through whatever it's called now. And I think she still has to get through to getting healed and she's not going to do it in front of us. She's going to do it, but she's not going to do it in front of us. And I think that's missing. We're missing out. On and it happens with death, but also I feel sad that I feel sad because I'd like to see her follow through on what it's going to take to get her through the grief and the pain, because I'm following her. I'm a few years behind her. Richard died three years before Bobby. So whatever's going on with her may happen to me. And I'd like to see. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'd like to see what happens and how she heals. I know, I know. I Listen, I only want good things for her. And I, and I emailed her and I told her. That was so her. sweet. That was so nice. You know what? And I, and, I, and I love her so much. So I just want everything like so good for her. And Jill, I just want to say, I want to ask you three questions we ask everybody because one of them is, I always say I'm successful because I'm 50% delusion and 50% determination. What percentage delusion are you and what percentage determination? Well, I would say I don't, success. Take, I don't take no for an answer, which is your, which is your, that's what I would say the key to my success is I don't take no for an answer. And um, I'd say 80% of that, 20% delusion. All right, good. 80% determination, 20% delusion. Don't so take we no always say that we're very real. So, you know, we are not going to give people advice on like, sit down, write your business plan, apply for a small business loan. We'll like go in, get your hands dirty. So what's your best entrepreneur real advice you could give to anyone? I just heard your accent. Yes. You heard it? <laughs> Ruby, you need to say something. I have one too. Oh, you do? <laughs> Where are you from? Why is your parent no England? But my accent is your parent. Ruby's from England. I didn't hear it. No. Oh, where's Ruby from? I grew up in London. Oh, nice. I grew up in the north near Manchester. Oh, nice. Manchester. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what was the question? So what's your best entrepreneur real advice you could give to any of our dreamers? You need a mentor. Oh, good one. Good. I like that. If you don't have a mentor, you will never be successful. You need a mentor because you don't always know. You don't even know what you don't know. My mentor, I want to know who yours is. My mentor was my first boss at Filene's out of college. His name is Jeff Cantor. He was my dresser buyer. I was his assistant buyer. He wouldn't promote me. It took three years to get promoted. Usually it took two. But he kept me there an extra year to make sure I knew everything before he would push me out. And he ultimately became president of Macy's and just retired from me. So sweet. Did you know Joel Feigenbaum? Don't. He was was, yeah. He was a big guy, Filene's. But oh, mine was Vicky Ferrara. Oh yeah, yeah, and I still I'm so good friends, so I'm gonna be with her in the Hamptons this weekend. Why is she? Why is she? Oh, I'm gonna be out there this weekend too. Where are you gonna be? Yeah, Amagansett. Oh, you're really out. I'm all the out wearing Amagansett. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend, my girlfriend Vicky Ferrara. We're still very close. She was my first boss. What? Your first boss. My first boss. Also, I was a dress designer in the Garment Center, and we worked together in 1400 Broadway. Are you kidding? Nope. I went to FIT, and she was my first boss, and. And like, she just had such a good work ethic and she taught me a lot of things and still very, very close to this day. When was the last time you asked her advice? It's funny. Sometimes she asks me advice now. She, she stopped working. So I don't ask her as much advice. I asked him advice two weeks ago. Oh, that's so amazing. What in your career 
was a defining moment where you had to pull up your big girl panties and be like, holy shit, how am I going to do this? What was like a big girl panty moment? Well, I could tell you that when I, Allison was being delivered, literally, and I'm in the hospital laying in bed, Van Usen was at outlet stores was a big account of mine. And um, there was a problem with the delivery. And I had to make the phone call. You know, that was the worst phone call back then was, you know, your 825 goods, which you have open to buy for, now not coming in for another month. Yes, yes. A month of selling, right? And I remember being in labor, literally, and I had to make that phone I didn't call. I know that. And tell her. Yeah. That was you had to, like, get a phone in the hospital to use a cell phone? Yeah, I guess somebody gave me a phone to use. I think there were cell phones, but you paid, like, $1.50 a minute back then something crazy like that. I know. Wasn't that crazy? And you know what? She was very nice about it. Listen, I love that you guys, you set up your life exactly the way it should be, you know, which is perfect. So. And I got my beautiful daughter. Now I got to find her a nice boyfriend. Not I'll call Rory Sassoon. Yeah. Who? Who? Oh, that matchmaker, Rory, Rory Sassoon. You know, it's not a bad idea. You have her number? Yes, I do. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. Anybody who is listening, you've got to get these fabulous masks and yeah. all the listeners get a discount code caviar15. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we remember, we give a mask for everyone sold. We give one to a healthcare worker. So Jill and Allie, tell everybody where to find you guys. JillZaren.com. You can find masks, rugs, candles, everything at Mrs. Jill Zarin. And some good recipes. Allie Shapiro. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you in the Hamptons. Love you. Thanks. Bye. No, it's so funny. Very similar, like, paths and, like, licensing started in fashion it, at the garment center it's we've had a lot of people in a lot of different places that started in the garment center i know the garment center is the birthplace for amazing stories well you also think i started as a fashion buyer and i had a very tough boss when i was like 19 and he would throw his ashtray at my head and if i could put the wrong sugar in his tea but i do think the old garmento mentality teaches you to go balls to the wall and be tough and that you could get through anything because you do have to make difficult decisions. Yes. And I also think it's just like, you know, it's not for babies and it's not for pussies. No. I'm just saying that point blank. I mean, business is not for pussies. Yeah. I was telling Lisa's story the other day. One of the worst things I ever had to do was a factory in India told me that their orders were not going to make it on time because their factory burnt down. So what happened? You drove, uh, no, you took a boat I, to yeah, India? I flew right to India and I looked. No, my boss said to me, I don't believe them. Call them up and ask them to fax proof that their factory burnt down. And they faxed me a newspaper article and it was awful. Tons of people died. It was, I mean, oh. it was just awful. It was awful. But I was 19 and I had to call someone and ask that. And it was horrible, but I had to do it because a lot of the time people said your orders are not shipping and they were really full of shit. They sold them to someone down the road for more money. For more money. Exactly. So it was an awful thing I had to do. And of course, that was the one time that there was really a tragedy. So I f- still feel awful about that today. But that was the kind of thing that the garment industry taught you. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not, pull on your big girl panties and make that call. I agree. I mean, if the, if the goods were late, the fabric was late, and my boss, Donald Schwartz, he would go crazy. He's like, you call up Alan Plotz. <laughs> and he goes, and you tell him, I'm going to rip every fucking hair out of his head. No, I wouldn't call Alan Plotz and say that. No. Because he no. didn't have a lot of hair left. <laughs> but I said to Alan, I was like, you better ship those goods or Donald's going to blow your house up. <laughs> Seriously, caviar dreamers. I just want to say, you know what's so interesting about Jill? 
She doesn't need to work. She doesn't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. But when you have the hustle mentality, the hustle factor in you, you work because you have a passion for it. Jill's making masks. I happen to love her chains. I need the I bone chain. I need all those because they're so sophisticated. They are. And her masks, I will say, we said it in the mm -hmm. episode, but they are so comfortable because a lot of masks are flat. And yes. These like cup tea face. So they're like, they are really, really comfortable. Yeah. And they're like a really nice, soft, high-end t-shirt and they're washable and breathable. And I just love them. So Caviar Dreamers, you can find me at The Real Margaret Josephs. Find me at The Life of Mrs. B. And we are Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget on Instagram and YouTube. New episodes every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Follow us, listen to us, because we're fabulous and give great information. That's right. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. <laughs>